This morning we're looking at the fourth commandment in our sermon series on ten values for a strong family. Now it's no secret that families are fragmenting at an alarming rate. See, in your notes, the average marriage today in America lasts seven and a half years. In fact, 60% of all second marriages fail. Every 30 seconds, there's a divorce in America. And now, even kids can divorce their parents. So look at the fourth commandment in Exodus 20, verse 12. Please read it with me together out loud. Honor your father and your mother. And Martin Luther in his small catechism asked, what does this mean? And he says we should fear and love God that we do not despise or anger our parents and other authorities, but honor them, serve and obey them and love and cherish them. So note, first of all, there's no time limit, no age limit given to this commandment. It just says you honor your father and your mother. It does not say anything about for children only. <laughs> you may be 80 years old and your parents may be 100. And you're supposed to honor your father and your mother. We're going to look at three reasons God gave this commandment then in your notes number one. God gave this fourth commandment because there are no perfect parents. All of us have weaknesses, faults, and inconsistencies. See, only God is the perfect parent. Even the best parents have made mistakes and have sinned. The Bible says that we all have sinned. As a result, we are all warped. I saw a book on the other day called I'm Dysfunctional, You're Dysfunctional. Kind of sums it all up. None of us have perfect parents and you're not a perfect parent either. There are many parents who are unworthy of honor. They are abusive or manipulative. So what is God telling us to do? Are we supposed to ignore the pain and put on a happy face? No, you're not. But God does command you in your notes to honor the position of parent. God wants you to honor that position there are three sources of authority in Luther's Catechism. One is the home. Another is the church. And the third is government. And each of them have roles. They're the basis for our orderly society. And God wants you to honor the position of parenthood, regardless of the personality behind it. So in your notes number two, God gave the fourth commandment again for because respect for authority begins at home. And that is a critical lesson for every child must learn. It determines how well you're going to do at school or in your career or in every relationship. The child who grows up saying, nobody tells me what to do, is going to have a hard time keeping a job. There are a lot of times you have to do what somebody else tells you to do, whether you want to or not. So God wants you to learn to respect authority. When you go in your notes to a judge, for example, and you say, Your Honor, simply to show respect for that position, you're not making a value judgment about the guy's character, 
In fact, he may be a real jerk. But God says you're to show honor and respect for the position. So God wants you to show respect to the parents that he has put in a position of authority over you in your early age. So number one, there are no perfect parents. Number two, respect for authority begins at home. Number three in your notes, God gave the fourth commandment because how I relate to my parents affects every other relationship. So your style of relating is set at home. In your notes, the parent-child relating is a major forming factor, a forming factor in life. And even as you grow up, when you act in ways that sometimes you don't understand, you can't figure it out. Many times it's because you're still reacting to your parents, to this forming factor of how you related in the past. Many marriages have been ruined because a spouse has never resolved a relationship with his own parent. They're now taking it out on their husband or their wife or their kids. They say things like, you're just like your dad. Surveys have shown that the people who get along with their parents have far less stress in their lives. They do live happy ever after. So then how do you show dishonor? So that depends on what stage of life you're in. Because in each stage of life you apply this command a little differently. In your notes, number one, the first stage of life is as a child. So I honor my parents by obeying them and respecting them. By obeying and respecting Look at what Paul says in Ephesians 6, verse 1. Children, obey your parents. This is the right thing to do because God has placed them in authority over you. See, obey means in your notes you do what they say willingly and immediately. Biblical obedience means you do it willingly and immediately. See, the Bible teaches that as long as you're under the roof of your parent, you're to obey them. Since you are dependent upon them for food and clothing and shelter, they have the right to call the shots in your life. When you're out of there, under that control, you're on your own, then there's a different issue. But as long as they are providing for you, you're dependent upon them, the Bible says you're to obey them. As a child, I honor my parents by first obeying and respecting them. In your notes number two, the second stage of life. Now as a young person, I honor my parents by accepting them and by appreciating them. You learn to accept them and to appreciate them. Look at what Solomon says in Proverbs 23. Listen to your father who gave you your life and do not despise your mother. See, the older you get, the more you start to see the faults of your parents. You start to see their hang-ups, their chinks in their armor. It becomes important for you to accept them in spite of their weaknesses. Some of you ask, why should I choose to accept my parents? I didn't have a choice. 
Now, neither did they. They're kind of stuck with each other. And that's why acceptance is so vital. Now, acceptance does not mean pretending that your parents are perfect. It does not mean ignoring the mistakes or the pain. It does not mean agreeing with all they ask of you. But in your notes, acceptance means, number one, realizing realizing that God used your parents to bring you into this world. Your parents may have been excellent or mediocre or poor, but regardless of how they treated you growing up, the fact is they gave you something nobody else in the world could give you. They gave you your life. You owe them your life. And that is regardless of their parenting skills. So God chose to use them to bring you into this world. Number two, acceptance also means listening to what they have to say. When you're out on your own, you're not bound by their advice. But acceptance includes listening to them. It's paying them the courtesy of listening, not tuning them out. In your notes, you can disagree without being disagreeable. Then number three in your notes, acceptance also means forgiving the hurts. The fact of life is we often hurt those we love the most, intentionally and unintentionally. If you live together with any length of time, you're going to be hurt by the people in your family. You are. Families must be built on forgiveness because we do hurt each other. Today it's not as popular to honor your parents as it is to go lie on a couch and blame your parents for all your problems. So in your notes, bitterness is self-destructive. Bitterness always hurts you more than it hurts the other person. If you are still being resentful and bitter over things that your parents did in the past, You're allowing them to control your life today. So I must accept my parents for bringing me into the world. I must listen to what my parents have to say. I must offer forgiveness for what they have done wrong. So look at Deuteronomy 26, verse 41, or verse 11. Be grateful for the good things that God has given you and your family. So God says not only must you accept them for the good and the bad, but you should appreciate them. Look at what Solomon says in Proverbs 23. When your mother is old, show her your what? Your appreciation. You can't appreciate your parents for their efforts because parenting is a difficult, time-demanding, energy-draining job. You know, if you cut down a tree, you can tell the different difficult years of a tree's life by simply looking at the rings in the trunk. When the years are filled with stress, then those rings are very, very small. For many of us, our lives growing up can be seen in our parents' gray hairs. Somebody said that a father is somebody who carries pictures where he once carried his money. For the church picture directly, another father said, Why don't you have my kids put their hands in my pockets so it'll look more natural? There are four stages in a man's life. Number one is when he believes in Santa Claus. 
Number two, he doesn't believe in Santa Claus. Number three, he is Santa Claus. And number four, he looks like Santa Claus. In your notes, number three, the third stage of life. As an adult, I honor my parents by affirming them and not abandoning them. For many parents who are growing older, the older they get, the less respect they get. All their affirming friends start to die off. They are no longer wanted in the marketplace for their skills, for their wisdom. Their grown children are busy with their own families. So they're leading lonely lives. So your parents have a great need, a desperate need, to feel and to know that they made some kind of positive contribution in your life. See, they really need your affirmation. So look at Proverbs 3, verse 27 on the back of your notes. It says, do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it is in your power to act. So do the right thing while you've got time to do it. In your notes, affirm means you affirm by staying in touch. And every time you send an email, share a picture, write a letter, make a phone call, you're obeying this command. You're honoring your father and your mother. Affirm means in your notes also that you affirm by sharing details because they are very interested. The Bible says you value, you treasure to hold your parents in highest esteem. So in your notes, affirm also means you affirm by listening to counsel. You can affirm them by asking for counsel. And even if you do not always follow it, at least you have listened to it. A good example of that is in the Bible of Moses. As Moses is listening to his father-in-law. Or again by Ruth. As Ruth is listening to her mother-in-law. See, the Bible says the way you treat your elderly parents is actually a demonstration of your true faith. And whether you are really a Christian or not, look what Paul says in 1 Timothy 5, verse 8. Anyone who won't care for his own relatives when they need help, especially his own family, has no right to say he's a Christian. Such a person is worse than a heathen. That's pretty strong language. But there is a shameful tragedy in our society where busy families are abandoning the elderly and the aged to die alone. So the Bible teaches when your parents or your grandparents become too old to care for themselves. It's not the government's responsibility. It is yours. It's the cycle of the family. As time passes, see the roles reverse. One time they bathed and they cared for you. Then those who are living older and longer, it's time to bathe and care for them. See, God says that it's part of being a Christian. Again, Paul says in 1 Timothy 5, verse 4, they should put their religion where? Into practice. By caring for their own families. And so repaying their parents and grandparents, for this is pleasing to God. How many of you have already faced this issue? It's interesting to me that when Jesus 
Jesus was dying on the cross Good Friday, dying there for the sins of the whole world. The one of the things that Jesus did not forget to do was the care for his aged mother after he was gone. And hanging on that cross, dying in pain, one of the seven last things Jesus said, looking down at John, was, take care of my aged mother. So in conclusion, for some of you, this is a rather painful message this morning. Because it's easy to honor your father and your mother when they are good and they're godly people. Some of you had parents who hurt you deeply. Some of you have had your lives devastated by your parents. Some of it involved child abuse. And the Bible says there's severe judgment for child abuse. Anyone that offends one of these little ones, it's better for him to have a millstone tied around his neck and thrown into the bottom of the ocean. So how do you honor a parent that is dishonorable, who does not talk with you? If you were hurt by your parents, if you were abandoned by your parents, there is still some good news for you this morning. The Bible says you get special attention. Look at Psalm 27, verse 10. Please read that verse with me together, out loud. My father and mother may abandon me, but the Lord will take care of me. So regardless of your circumstances, in your notes you have a heavenly father. Your heavenly father loves you unconditionally. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Your heavenly father wants you in his family. So in your notes, know that you also have a church family. In fact, in terms of eternity, your church family will last far longer than your physical family. Those of us are in the family of God, the church. We will be together forever. God's family wants to give you security, stability, and comfort now and for all eternity. So no matter what has happened in your notes, your Heavenly Father has a reason. Because God understands your pain, wants to help you to deal with it. So in your notes, we conclude with a poem for a reason. You are who you are for a reason. You're part of an integral plan. You're a precious, perfect, unique design called God's special woman or man. You look like you look for a reason. God made no mistake. He knit you together within the womb. You're just what he wanted to make. The parents you had are for a reason. No matter how you may feel, you are custom designed with that in mind. They bear the master's seal. The trauma you face was for a reason. God wept that it hurt you so. But it was allowed to shape your heart so that into his likeness you'd grow. You are who you are for a reason. You have been formed by the master's rod. You are who you are, beloved, because there is a God. Amen.